Welcome to the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session where we talk about all things guitar related. My name is Dr. T and I am not a licensed therapist, but I play one on a podcast. Today on the Tweed Couch we are counseling on pedal boards. My first guitar pedal was a visual sound Jekyll and Hyde. My second was a Dunlop Crybaby Wah. Then I jumped over to the world of modulation and pedal building. As my pedal needs grew and my situation changed, it didn't take long before I realized that I took longer to set up than the drummer, and I needed to speed up, which started me on a journey of finding the perfect pedal board. But how do you lay out a pedal board? Are there templates or online resources? What is the best way to attach pedals to the board? Could you damage them? Who makes the best pedal boards? How expensive are they? Do the cables matter? What about the power supply? And interventions, have we gone too far? Well, we will discuss this and more on this group therapy session with Jason on the Tweed Couch. Well, Jason, thank you so much for being here on the couch once again so that we can talk about something that... I think is probably the equivalence to when people talk about the stereotype of women having a bunch of shoes. Mm-hmm. You have a bunch of pedal boards in your closet. So thank you for talking to me about pedal boards today. First of all, I don't even think I'm a guitar player. I'm a pedal board collector. All things pedal boards. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's kind of a niche thing, but uh, that's where I'm at. And thanks for having me back. It's been a while. I've been keeping up with your story. And I remember I, I offered to do a podcast for you, just kind of keep it alive. And I wrote you and sent it and I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm willing to do this if you want. And just crickets. I mean, crickets. I heard nothing back. And so I thought, man, this is what he thinks of me. And then no. I was listening to the one with you and Lloyd when y'all went up to Minnesota and, um, <laughs> and I heard you talking about the who's who of Tweed Couchers and talking about all your favorite people were there. And I was just sitting there listening, like waiting for my name to show up. And you kept saying other names and other names and other names, Mm -hmm. and I never heard my name. Well, because you were not there in Minnesota. You don't know that. (laughs) Yes, I do know that. No, you don't. This is what I know. Okay. I remember your name. That's important. Okay. Okay. And we are here today to have some group therapy and reconnect. Yeah, I agree. So basically, you're telling me to focus on what I can control and not what I cannot control. Is that what you're telling me? Are you a licensed therapist yet? No, no, I'm not. Okay. You're starting to talk like one. Yeah. So yeah. I think the schooling might work out. Okay. But I, I do have one more thing before I, before we start talking pedal boards, there were two things as I was listening to the Minneapolis and complimenting tone. Um, I, I'm going to play you just a little bit from what happened. <laughs> and I just, I just want to, I want to make note of two things. So if you'll just listen here for a second. I'm going to play just a little bit of what I heard. I queued it up here, I think, but here it goes. It puts a lot more work on me all of a sudden to kind of relearn. I put my Stephen Teejan hat back on, and it's like, what would yeah. Stephen do, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I wasn't quite ready to go there. I was like, no, nah, I'd rather just have the real thing, and I'll do, I'll do me. So it, it worked out good for both of us. You just reminded me, though, that in little over a month, uh, with the Echelon band, I'm sure I'll have the JCM 900 again for the set, and you'll be mm-hmm. playing the Vox probably again. 
Yep. And you'll probably have a Tele, maybe, because I'll be doing the Les Paul, most likely. Yeah. Although I might switch between a Tele and a Les Paul. So it'll be interesting to see what we think in a different environment, redoing you know, the, pretty much the same stuff we'd already played, but now on a big-ass open stage. What kind of stage was that again? It was a big as. Uh, it's actually it's sponsored by A to Z Alphabet. That's what it is. I don't think that's what he said. It sounded like he said a big open-ass stage. Now, is that some sort of set that y'all have or what? We actually we turn the amps backwards and we just right. blow it out the back. <laughs> okay. Is that the one that one time where it rained and it got super muddy and Yeah, no. That was that was well, it gets muddy there often and right. it does rain a lot. Yeah. But this stage is much nicer. This okay. is a different stage, but okay. yes. Well well that was the first thing I wanted to ask you about because I was sitting there driving and I kinda got that look like what? But then I realized I was like, Lloyd's voice, it just sounds like home to me. Like it just sounds and I'm not from up there. Yeah. But I just love his voice. And then I realized he sounds like somebody else. Okay, who does he sound like? Have you ever have you ever thought that he sounds like somebody else? No, I always thought he just sounded like Lloyd. Okay, well, and maybe this guy's from the same place, I don't know. But I remember back whenever I was younger, one of my favorite things to watch was this guy on TV. And I present to you Super Dave Osborne. Super Dave, are you almost ready for today's stunt? Yes, John, I am. And I'm getting ready for what will probably be my most spectacular stunt. Is it going to be even more impressive than when you tried to mate with a blue whale? Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, I've been a stuntman all my life. And even though I take every precaution necessary, the thing that protects me most is my incredible sense of what's going on around me. <laughs> is that not Lloyd? That's Lloyd. I think that Lloyd has been lying to me. I think I know. he had a different career. Yeah, he's always talking about, oh, you know, I built stuff. and I No, he was Super Dave Osborne. Super Lloyd. He jumped random things yes. and broke every bone in his body. Yes. And somehow survived it all. So anyways. I know. I just wanted to tell you those two <laughs> things. I worry, one, about the stage are playing. And two, yeah. no wonder he's so comfortable in front of people. Because he's been doing it for a long time. So Lloyd, big yeah. fan. I'll try not to tell anybody your secret, though. Good. It's, it's just between you and me. Just between us. And Ohm's in Hawaii. And about... 89 other countries, countries and you know whatever it'll be fine no big deal no big deal all right so let's get back to pedal boards oh, yeah, yeah. and i That's think what, what you're about. doing is you're trying to deflect you're deflecting no. what you all, need therapy on don't use therapy to speak with me sir i don't tell you about chiropractic <laughs> stuff <laughs> okay fine you know what let's go ahead let's start with something simple okay what was your first pedal board my first pedal board, and I'm, I'm kind of glad you brought this up because I, my first pedal board and my obsession with pedal boards have all, and we're going to start this early, all began with your brother, Paul. <laughs> really? Yes. So why is that? Well, I'll tell you, it started with your brother, Paul, and my brother, Paul. Now, for those of you that don't know, my brother, Brent, his first name is Paul. And so when we talk about our brother, Paul, <laughs> you have a brother, Paul, and actually I have a brother, Paul, but that's for, funny for Christmas one year, my brother bought me a pedal and it was a distortion pedal. And I don't remember exactly what it was at the time. It was, it may have been a DS one, maybe I think, I don't know. But anyways, I was like, I don't know what this does. What does it do? 
and I stomped on it. And as soon as I hit a chord, I was like, oh my gosh, what is yeah. this? Because I was playing through like a, we both had a little crate, C, not CA, but crate 15 watt amps, the little eight inch speaker. Yeah, it was like the GX 15. Yes. Yes. The one that everybody had. Oh yeah. And so I'm playing that clean. And then all of a sudden I step on this pedal and I'm like, what just happened? I don't, like, I could not believe my eyes, my ears. I couldn't believe anything. And so I was blown away. So that, that initially started it. But then I started kind of gathering some pedals up and your brother, Paul, and I worked at a craft store together, MJ Designs. Some people That's right. think, you know, think it might be Michael's. And by the way, we did manly stuff there. So don't, don't think we're like working in the floral department. You know, we were cutting frames and, and mats <laughs> and we were doing all sorts of manly stuff. Like Crocheting, putting beads some, together, bedazzling. Some people wore aprons. We wore like man <laughs> aprons. Okay. So, okay. What, what does a man apron look like? A mapron. It looks like an apron, except a man wears it. Oh, okay. So no doilies, no like lace or silk. No, it, ha- it has those as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, go on, go on. So, so, um, <laughs> we had this manager at MJ designs and his name was Terry Ray. And how I know that I don't even remember, but yeah. Your brother will remember Terry. He looked like a guy that honestly would be working like, you know, like own a pizza place or something like just this dark haired Italian looking guy. Yeah. I don't know. Had, had a mustache. Just look. He just looked yep. sweaty and greasy all the time. You know, like he'd been <laughs> making pizzas, whatever. Well, he used to buy just random crap and then he would try to sell it. He was like, OK, I'm just I just bought a truckload of whatever. And one day he shows up and he goes, hey, boys, can y'all help us move this or whatever? And so we go and we help him move a pallet and we've got this pallet. And as soon as I say this word, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, you're going to have flashbacks. Do you know where I'm going with this? Oh, I do. Yes. Yeah. He brings out a pallet of ammo boxes, like ammo crates. (laughs) And it's like made out of, you know, just cheap, like pallet wood, whatever. It's got a top on there. And I'm like, oh, these are kind of cool. And they've got a little rope handle on there. And I'm like, what am I going to do with this? I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so your brother, Paul, being the genius and simpleton that he is, he's yep. like, I'm just going to get this. I'm going to put some Velcro on there. I'm going to slap it on, and I've got a pedal board. And he probably still uses that to this day, knowing him. Yeah, he still has it. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. use it anymore, but it's actually only because Beth got a pedal train and then stopped using it, and then he started using it. So he really still has that? Yeah, he still has the the, the ammo oh box, gosh. and so yeah. most people. So you know, well, I said ammo box. I meant ammo crate. Yeah, so ammo it's crate. really like everyone needs to imagine that it's this wood crate that has like it's made out of like slats of wood, and it's what you would imagine that back in like World War II, you would open it up and there'd be like hay inside with like little grenades. Yeah, yeah, maybe about ten inches wide, about. 24 inches long, something yeah. like that. It had a lid. So what he did is he got the lid, put it on the ground, and then the part that was the body of it, he used that as the top case, right? Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, is that it's a brilliant idea, but it's also a stupid idea, only because it weighs so much. Yeah. Because yeah. it's made of solid wood. Yeah. It did have some little, like, gaps in there where the wood would meet for, like, aerodynamics and stuff when you're walking. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, so, so I got that, um, and I was happy with that for about 
a day or two. And then... Okay. <laughs> so you haven't changed much. <laughs> no, no. I, I've probably gotten worse, to be honest. Um, but so I had that for a little while. And then I remember I was... At the time, um, we were having a house built. And I was in high school at the time. But instead of going and renting like an apartment or something, my parents decided, they're like, we're going to move in with your grandma, with my grandma, and we're going to help whatever money we would spend on an apartment, we're going to put into her house. And so they went in there, they did new flooring, they did new windows, they did all this stuff to kind of help her out. So it's okay. kind of a win-win. And, you know, I got to uh, spend time with my grandma, my parents, you know, took a back room, whatever. But anyways, so we're out there one day and I asked dad, I was like, hey, can you help me build a pedal board? And so... I remember I built basically a box, but there was no bottom on there. And so I, I, I put the four sides on there and then put, there was no slanting at this point. Slanting had not okay. been invented. It was just all flat. Mm-hmm. And so it was probably about three inches. I probably just got a one by three at, at Lowe's and then put a piece of plywood on top. So I cut it, I screw it down, put Velcro on there. And I even got like aluminum, like channeling, like the edging and cut it and make yeah. it look like an ATA case. Cause I was like, I am about to tour the country like playing yeah you are the beginning of a garth brooks song and so that's right so i did that and that lasted a little while and then i discovered oh my gosh i think i probably discovered pedal train first because there's a guitar player in, in nashville his name is bill hullett i don't know if it's hullett or hewlett anyways great guy i remember on the telecaster page a long time ago right when pedal trains came out and he's like you got to try these things they're amazing and so I bought one of those and that just begins a whirlwind of pedal mm-hmm. trains. I've bought trailer trash pedal boards. I bought a Robert Keeley pedal board. People don't know about that one very Whoa. much. I had I, no idea that he had a pedal board at one time. Yeah. And it was pretty cool too. It had like a little flange on there that you can mount a microphone on. So you just like screw it in. It basically looked oh, like a nice. trailer trash. I have purchased creation audio. I've bought something called, um, Actually, you know what? One of my first ones I remember was one from eBay, and it was called LYT Light Pedal Boards. And it was like this ABS material, and it was just a flat board with feet on it and Velcro. So I did that. And then I saw something maybe, I don't know, four or five years ago called Waggy Pedal Boards, W-A-G-G-I. I I bought that one. Yeah. I um, one day scrolling through Instagram, and something pops up. It's like, hey, new modular pedal board. I was like, oh, cool, Morton Pedal Boards. Let me buy some of those. I bought those. And meanwhile, like it was, it was kind of a give and take. Like I would buy something and then I would sell it and get another pedal train. And then I would find something (laughs) else and I would get it and I'd come back and get another pedal train. Meanwhile, like I'm, I'm on YouTube looking up all my favorite artists and what is Keith Urban playing on? Pedal train. What is John Mayer playing on? Pedal train. What, then we go to Nashville back in 2020 and we go to all these all these places with live music. What's everybody using? Pedal Train. And I'm just like, I got sucked in by those guys like Brian O'Million at Guitar Sanctuary and yep. Mason from Vertex with all the perfect wiring and all that. I was like, oh, that makes my heart so happy. And then yeah. I started trying that myself. And then I thought, I hate this. Like when you change a pedal or, which I do pretty often. <laughs> yeah, quite often. It's terrible. And so the Pedal Train just, man, it was just awesome. Those slats, you can just run whatever. And I would, th- here's another thing I don't even know if you know about. I would go back and forth from Velcro to dual lock and then Velcro, then dual oh, lock, yeah. then Velcro. I've switched that stuff so much, so many times. And what I've finally, for about a year now, decided back on is I'm just going Velcro 
Like pedal trains has got it right. There's one thing I don't love about pedal trains, and that's that the first slats are a little too big, so mini pedals don't fit on there well. Oh, sure. You know how I feel about mini pedals anyway, so who cares? Right. You got a gigantic foot, so it just doesn't work out. I do. So I am back, and I kid you not when I say I have owned every pedal train from the Nano to the Pedal Train Pro with a hard case. Like, I have owned them all. And <laughs> I've spent countless numbers of dollars on on pedal boards and, and cables and power supplies and brackets and everything. So, yeah, there we go. It's a long answer. So this, this brings up an interesting point in that, you know, when I look at pedal boards, it, mm-hmm. it looks like you, at first found the case found the right case that you wanted you know being the ammo box and going mm-hmm. great i'm gonna make my pedal board fit this and okay. then after a while you went to well no i found the right pedal board made the right pedal board whatever and then started putting things on there and then you started going you know what if the pros use this why don't i use this and mm-hmm. then along the way you also then got into a lot of the designer side of things because Mm -hmm. i think that's also something that's incredibly important to understand is that a lot of the people that you're talking about are these working musicians they've got to change out pedals based on the gig and doing all that Mm -hmm. whereas for the most part the type of musician you are is the type that plays in their bedroom and you know puts first of all calling me a musician is a huge overreach so be careful there it's not an over, it's a compliment. Okay. You are an excellent guitar player. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, you're right. You're right. So with all that said, the, the thing that I like about where we get to talk about pedal boards is that you're more in the camp of someone who is just trying to find the tone to do all the things that you enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And you have time to kind of put things together and figure mm-hmm. things out. And you've used a lot of different things. Whereas uh-huh. I've been more of the the artist that's gone and done things. So I don't have time to jack around with different. I just yeah. need it to work. Right. And so that's where I think it's so interesting in our two roads are, they started similar in the yeah. sense that I went right to, I'm going to make my pedal board. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make my pedal board. Yep. And I've never really gotten into the go out and buy a different pedal board. Mm-hmm. And there's a number of different reasons why, but the main one has always been, I have specific sized pedals or needs right. based off of maybe like a case, for example. Mm-hmm. So, and actually maybe this is a good place to go. So let's okay. start here. Is a case important to you? When it comes to getting a pedal board? Mm, not really. I mean, yes. I, I would say yes, but not super important. But yeah, I mean, I okay. I like, I want to be able to, like, I like the pedal train bags. I like to be able to throw it over my shoulder and carry yeah. it in. I go somewhere with it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that wouldn't hold up if you throw it in the bottom of a, you know, a bus probably very well. well right. So the hard cases, you'd probably want that, but... Yeah, I, I think it's important to have a good case for it because you don't want those pedals, you know, those pots and knobs and switches are pretty fragile. You can knock those off pretty quick. Yeah. I remember when I was going to like garage gigs, you know, and just like, mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't even call them gigs. They were band practice that never turned into anything else. And I remember going to these things and I would just take all the pedals and I would stick them in a duffel bag. Mm-hmm. And then I would get there and I would set it up. 
And about 35 minutes later, I was ready to play. Yeah. Which you're like, that's, that's forever. So then I went, you know, I got to make this faster. I had an old briefcase that was my grandfather's (laughs) and I ripped out the inside of it and was like, you know what? If I just put this right in here, my pedal board just needs to be the size of this briefcase. Right. And I actually still use that briefcase, not always for a pedal board, but I, I always use that briefcase. So I have that. And then I also had the Dan Electro mini pedal board. Yes. If you remember that thing, purple, and yes. a little mini pedals in there. Molded ABS. And I had that. <laughs> yes. But the thing is, is that it eventually hits to the point where I went, I need a bigger pedal board. Mm-hmm. Like, I just need more. And so that brings me to the next pedal board case that I had, which was something that I got on eBay made out of, like, ABS and the steel edgings and everything. It looks like an ATA case, you know? Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I got this case and then I decided that I didn't want to mount the pedals into the case. I needed a board that was flat that fit inside this case. That was the right size for everything. So I went and I bought pegboard. Oh yes. You know, I hate that. Yeah, I know you do. Well, but it has holes in it. So it's aerodynamic. Didn't we just say that was okay? Speaking of, I forgot all the temple (laughs) pedal boards I bought. Oh, yes, which have those things in them, too. But yeah, so I ended up getting pegboard, and instead of Velcroing it down, Mm -hmm. I used zip ties. Which I hate so much. It makes me so... Oh, I know you did. It just, it hurts (laughs) me to see that. Oh, your your pedalboard makes me uneasy. I'm just like... Oh, I know. uh, It's so functional, but at the same time... No, it's not. Yes, it's super functional. It does exactly what I needed to do. But even with that, I started finding myself going, this case is too big. It's, there's just so much going on. And I went from using a modeling Vox amplifier with the little VC12 pedal board that you could connect with an Ethernet cable. Yeah. And I went to a Marshall head <laughs> and cab. It's a big change. And that's when I realized I really only need like three or four pedals. So I didn't need that large case. And so I made a new pedal board and that new pedal board was completely based off of the case. And the case that I had was one I found in a dumpster. (laughs) (sighs) We went to go rent some gear for a show that we were going to have. And and we just needed a larger sound system. And all of a sudden off in the distance, I saw this nasty looking gray case and i was like i call dibs Gosh, <laughs> and i jumped out of the van and i sprinted and then you open up your r9 like hey let me let me pull True. a case out of the dumpster so i can get my artist grade prs <laughs> and my r9 plugged into it you know what stop that so <laughs> so i end up getting this case and it actually was in fantastic condition and i still use it today but yeah, because if it if it would have been anything wrong with it, they would have put it in the dumpster, right? Yeah, no, right. right. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's a great case. So anyway, I have this case, and I've used it a number of times. I still travel with it. It's worked out great. But sometimes mm-hmm. you need a different case, and you're going to hate my newest case. I, I know I will. I always do. Okay, so... But let me guess. Is it a, is it a bag from Wonder Bread? <laughs> the... Plastic. <laughs> you just it's throw a, it in it's there. It's a nylon sock. Yeah, or is it a Walmart a really sack? Big, 
<laughs> two Walmart Pantyhose. sacks just just <laughs> zip tied together. <laughs> yeah, hey guys, you I got a new ha- pedal board case. Here it is. <laughs> I love my zip ties. Uh, <laughs> What I decided to do was I go to church twice a week and I play. Mm-hmm. If I was going out on the road, I would never do this. But when I know I'm just going to go to church and I'm going to come back and I'm going to do that a couple times a week, I don't need a hard shell case. Right. I'd like a hard shell case. I don't need a hard shell case. And keep in mind, I'm also driving around in a Mustang. So like, I don't, I don't have a huge trunk or anything like that. With your top off? Well, with the top down, it actually works out, but I'm not always going to put the top down. So what about on the car? Do you ever put that one down? (laughs) Yeah, I do that too. (laughs) Okay. Okay, cool. I put the rag top down so my hair can blow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hang on real quick. I I got some girlies on standby. Oh, okay. Just waiting to say hi? Yeah. Did you stop? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. So... So here's my newest pedal board case, and I think you're going to hate it, but I got a double guitar gig bag. Okay. Acoustic and electric. Okay. And in one of the sides, I put the pedal board. And then in the other side, I put the guitar. And so now I only have one thing to bring in that has all my stuff. I will, I'm going to withhold judgment till I see it in action. Okay, it it really it does work great. But of course, I should tell you what it's mounted to. Okay. Because it's mounted onto the back of whiteboard because I ran out of pegboard, but I had like a whiteboard like sheet from school. And I just I cut that into the size I needed in order for it to fit into the back of the of the case, and then I put velcro down onto it. And now now I have a pedal board, Jason. I I don't even have I don't have words for you. Here's when I think of you and your guitar. Well, first of all, you've got the nicest guitars of anybody I know. But when I think of your like accessories, this is what I think of. Our Sanford and Son Salvage Award Company. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, okay. You know what? It's functional. It's functional. And it all is dictated by what do I need for the gig and in order to get everything hauled back and forth. That's that's the main purpose behind it. How come you don't use a cheap microphone for your podcast then? Because it's functional. Because it doesn't make me sound as good. But my pedal board, what my pedals sit on, does not affect my tone. Okay, okay. Unless you ask the gear page, and then it does. Then it definitely does, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, should I top wrap my pedals? Yeah, you should. (laughs) I Okay, I'm going to get off on a tangent just for a second, but I'm a big, big John Mayer fan. Like, I'm a big John Mayer fan. And we've we've talked yeah. a little bit about this before. I'm I'm I not heard like he's using three pedal boards on his acoustic. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> now I I go in phases. Like I'm not a full out John Mayer fanboy like Justin Jeske on YouTube, but right, I am a part of the John Mayer Gear Club, the Facebook page. There was okay. a guy on there 
who had bought a pedal that was just like John's because every single guy in there has to replicate his pedal board, which, which granted yeah. I did too, whenever I was like 18 and I was like, I'm going to replicate this guy that played for a country guy. I tried to replicate mm-hmm. his pedal board and I didn't sound like it. It's, it's fine. Whatever. I can't give too much crap because they're all trying to make their John Mayer pedal board. Okay, fine. Whatever. Right. But this one guy posted and he was serious I don't think he was joking. I'm a pretty good detector of sarcasm, and I detected zero sarcasm. He asked the group if anybody knew what type of Velcro John used on his pedals. (laughs) If I could have reached through that screen and kicked him in the mouth and said, you're an idiot, I would have done that. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'll give him credit. If he's joking and he's just trolling everybody, then he's genius. Because he did it so well that I did not recognize it. But but I think he was being serious. These guys like wear the same shoes as John Mayer, the same watch as John Mayer. Like they they're all out. And um, the Velcro was what he needed to make sure he got the tones. <laughs> that's of course. That's 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 an all time low even for me. Like that would have been like I would have been like, whoa, God, you're a nerd, dude. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. It's I wonder it's amazing. how long he's been living in mom's basement. <laughs> I'd guess probably fifty, sixty years is what I guess. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Just yeah. waiting, waiting to sh- just own the house eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just you wait them out long enough, you can get it. <laughs> Okay, back to pedal boards, sorry. We're going to move forward with the pedal boards, but before we get a chance to talk about things like what does your pedal chain look like, what kind of power supplies, what kind of cables Mm -hmm. do you like, let's take a break for the sponsors Okay, and be back in basically a minute and 10 seconds. Oh yeah, I'm going to start counting now. Ready? Go. One, two, three. If you are looking for a way to help support the Tweed Couch and it costs no money to you, then check out our YouTube channel and become a subscriber. Also, you can tell someone about the podcast and share an episode with them. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. Here's another sponsor. Are you wanting to join a party with a purpose? If you love music and camping, then come to LifeFest in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. I'll see you there. Here's our last sponsor. Since 2003, the Kretzmann Guitar Company has been repairing and building guitars. In 2021, Kretzmann started a production of a solid body electric guitar for anyone student to expert. You can check them out at kretzmannguitars.com. 69, 70, 71, 70. So we're back. And let's go ahead and bring this question up. Okay. Is if you're going to have a pedal board, whatever it is, Temple, Diodario, Mm -hmm. A uh, whiteboard. Um, any of them. I'm okay, sorry, a whiteboard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, what is your pedal chain looking like? What if I was just disgusted with you for the rest of the podcast? Like, I wouldn't even talk to you. I'm like, whiteboard? <laughs> you have a whiteboard? Okay, fine. You- I will start with my pedal chain okay, first. Yeah. I see that you're still upset. Yeah. That was evidently not long enough of a break. You stupid. Let's start with my my. <laughs> Okay. My my pedal board chain looks like this. All I right. have a wireless, which I just upset you again. I'm sorry. Yeah, and don't don't make me look at you because I I can't right now. Okay. Uh, so I use a wireless, and that okay. goes into a tuner. 
and then into a volume slash wah because I don't have room for both Mm -hmm. because I'm trying to fit this onto a little whiteboard that sits into my dumpster case. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And then I have to have at least four drive pedals. Okay. So sorry. Plug your $6,000 guitar into it. Just one of your $6,000 guitars. You know what? You keep just talking, and this will be the weirdest <laughs> podcast ever. It's like, is it even synced? I don't even understand. He just keeps yeah. talking. Did they forget to but edit he's this about one? Something else. <laughs> I think Sorry. it got out of sync. The audio. Yeah. No, <laughs> my internet's really crappy around here. I can live with two drives. That's all I'm saying. I can live with two okay. drives. Okay. And I like four. So whatever. Then I do okay. all my modulation, trim, chorus, phaser. They could be in any order. Mm-hmm. then delay, then reverb. And for the most part, I like to use it all into the front of an amp. Yep. I don't like to do the effects loop and all that, uh, mostly because I like the way the effects sound, just going straight into an amp. Yeah, that's something we can agree on. And I know I've used this term before, but I'm not one of those ambient a-holes like that guy said that one time. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember me saying that? This guy's like, yeah. somebody's somebody's playing something like in Guitar Center or something. He's like, oh, those ambient a-holes. But he didn't say a-hole. Yeah. He's, um, <laughs> and I, I mean, <laughs> all those praise and worship ambient a-holes. <laughs> yep. I, I don't think that way personally, but. I like the ambience. No, of course not. But uh, but I'm in fr- I'm an in front of the amp guy too because it's just what I've always done. Most of my amps didn't have effect loops, and then when I finally mm-hmm. got one with one in there, I just I don't know. It just seemed like a seemed like a real hassle. And so when I tried it, I was like, ah, I don't like the way that sounds anymore. So, but yeah. again, I'm I'm not running like these complicated delays. I I mean, yeah. So here's my current pedal board, and it's looking mm-hmm. pretty. It's been pretty standard here for a couple months. A couple months? Yeah. I know you probably don't believe it, but it is true. I don't believe it. Okay. I have a guitar that plugs into a wireless <gasps> that I usually bypass. That I usually bypass, but it's there. <laughs> then I go Just into... In yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in case I'm playing any big arena shows, I need to get out front mm-hmm. of house and check my sound. Then I go into a Strobo Stomp tuner hd that i love okay and i have the buffer turned on on that because i i've decided i like buffers okay oh yeah from there i go into a wampler ego mini compressor a mini ego compressor so you have a mini pedal a one but i've mounted it underneath the board because i don't like the way they look i don't want to see it they disgust me <laughs> and so i've got a, so you hit it in the closet and you just right. every once in a while feed it feed its ego yep. So yeah, I put it under the board because I've got a MIDI switcher now. I've got another MIDI switcher. And so I've got that along with a loop switcher so I can turn things on and off. So I thought I'll stick it under the board. When I want to turn the compressor on, I hit that button, it turns on and it's fine. So from there, (laughs) currently I'm going into a light speed, which you know all about. I like that. What color is the light speed? Well, the blue, just the standard blue. Okay, I'm just making sure because that that affects tone just like Velcro. It does, it does. And then from there, I'm going into slot two and three change a lot, but I'm going to tell you what they are right now. I've got in there the Mad Professor Symbol pedal. It's kind of like a dumbly thing. Okay. I've got that Mm -hmm. in there. Then I've got the Friedman Dirty Shirley pedal, which I like for more of my, 
you know, like when I want to rip my shirt off, play some poison or something, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And then after that, I've got that 90s Noble ODR1. In there. Nice. Yeah, it's real good. After that, I go into a Strymon Mobius, I think is how you pronounce it. Oh, yeah. Mobius? Mobius? Mm, Mobius. Mo- Mo- and I got the black one instead oh. of the blue one. Is it because of the way it looks on your pedal board? No, it's just the one that they had used for sale because I don't want to buy a new one. So, <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, thanks. And then uh, after that, it goes to another Strymon Timeline. Okay. Which I just, I love. I've decided I'm not going to sell this anymore. I don't need yep. it. I have about five presets, but I'm like, mm-hmm. that would take up a lot of real estate if they were single pedals, you know, and you just can't, you can't have that. I can tell how much you love a pedal by how many times you buy and sell it. Yeah, it's true. I'll miss because it. Because you miss a, oh, it. I need that. Yeah. yeah. And so I actually told Kim the other day, those of you for playing along and bingo, you should be close by now. I told yeah. Kim and my stepson, Oliver. Bingo. Okay, good. Uh, I knew somebody was bound to win. <laughs> that, um, Somebody's about to get it. I, yeah. I've gotten better about selling stuff. I've just been holding on to stuff and I'll keep it for you know, six months, maybe a year or whatever. And then if I still am not using them, I'm like, all right, I'm getting rid of it. But after the timeline, like, which again, I love, and that's the reason I got the mm-hmm. MIDI switcher too. It's a Morningstar MC6 Pro, the new one with oh, yeah. colors. Yeah, it's really nice. And then I bought a, I actually had a debacle where I bought four reverb pedals in the course of two days because I'd forgotten <laughs> that I'd put, offers in on some on reverb and oh, yeah geez. it was a real disaster so at one point i had three source audio nemesis and one strymon blue sky so i was able to work okay. out returning the the two nemesis pedals that i had one was it was like when i got it it wasn't working right it was just something was wrong with it and the other one okay. the seller let me cancel before they shipped it out so that was cool so anyways oh, i ended up nice with one. a yeah so i ended up with a nemesis and a blue sky and i played them both and i love the nemesis like way more and so i sold the really? blue sky yeah the nemesis is cool. fantastic and and that's my second one of those too so i was like i'll just hold on to this so anyways what i did is i got that and then from there I turned the buffer on in the Nemesis too, so I got a buffer at the beginning and the end. And then I built another pedal board with um, single pedals that I like. So on that one, I've got another Wampler compressor, the full-size one. Okay. I've got the Keeley modded TS-808, obviously, mm-hmm. that you helped me with. Yep. I've got a Keeley, an actual Keeley modded TR-2 tremolo. What does the mod do for the Keeley? It increases the, well, you you can turn the volume up and down. So you remember how wild there was oh, okay. that dropout? Yeah. And yep. it, I think it just sounds better too. Like it just sounds good. They did something to it. Good. Um, and then I go into that um, way huge Aquapus that you modded for me to sound just like original. Yep. And that's probably my favorite. And, you know, obviously I've got another, I've got one of the big Strobo stop tuners on that one too. So got okay. that. And then, and then. I have a Daddario Expand pedal board, one of the little ones. That, oh, yeah. And on that one, I have a mini turbo tuner. I have a JHS Whitey Tidy compressor. I have a mm-hmm. Greer SureShot Boost. These are all mini pedals, mind you. I've wow. got a Wampler Bell, 
which I got back from yeah, you. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. I've got a Wampler Rat's Bane Distortion, which I got. Cool. Uh, Guitar Center Cheap. I got a Carbon Copy Mini, which sounds great. I got okay. a MXR Phase 95, which sounds great. Yeah, it does. And then I got a little TC Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. But I'm currently getting rid of all the mini pedals because, once again, I hate mini, mini pedals. <laughs> okay, so before we get into the <laughs> dislike of the mini pedals. Yeah, I hate them. I want to ask about the Diodario. Okay expand because to me that is one of the most intriguing because there are times when I need a little pedal board and there are Mm -hmm. times when I need a big pedal board. Yeah. What do you think about that pedal board? I like it a lot. It's brilliant. At first I couldn't find a pedal or a power supply to fit under it. The uh, True Tone CS6 that I normally would use, it it didn't quite fit under there. So I I looked around and I found a a voodoo lab that's tiny, 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 because basically they put the transformer in the cord instead of being in the box Mm -hmm. and it is tiny. And so it fits, it fits right under there. And I think it powers eight pedals and then you could split off from there too. So it's good. Oh, that's cool. That's probably going to be my like grab and go pedal board because if I'm going to play like, Hey, come on over, you know, bring an amp, bring a guitar. We're going to play. I'm not going to bring something with a MIDI switcher and a timeline when I can barely play a scale. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm like, let me just bring these little mini pedals and I'll just play that way. Um, yeah. And then my, and then you can curse the mini pedals while yeah. you're playing and go, Oh, the reason why I'm playing bad is because the yeah, mini yeah. pedals, the reason I forgot that scale is because I was trying to step on this thing. My foot's so big and I'm just like, Oh yeah. Uh, so I had that. And then I also in a, uh, brief moment of weakness, bought a line six HX effects. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, so you love menus. Is that what you're telling me? No, because I'm giving that away to my nephew because... (laughs) That's a nice gift. (laughs) It is. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I'm basically giving it to him so I can borrow it back anytime I want to buy another one. I'll be like, nope, don't do it. Yeah, there you go. That's I still, you know what? That's probably the smartest thing you've said so far. Yeah, well, I mean, let's be honest. There hadn't been much smart, that's it. I would, I would like to state that just like John Mayer, you have three pedal boards. So I yeah, think you we're very are similar. Being a yeah. John Mayer fanatic, Facebook fanboy. gear fanboy page. Yeah, that's true. Com. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned yeah. something about power supplies. So you said you usually use the CS6 by True Tone. I use a CS12 on my big pedal board. And then yeah. I use the CS7 on the smaller one. And then I would use a CS. Well, actually, I forgot. I have one more pedal board, too. <laughs> totally forgot. Ah, uh, there you go. That a way to one them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm better than John Mayer. It's a. Yeah, it's a one pedal board. Uh, yeah. Well, one, you, one pedal board in use. Like I have more. So, I mean, I'm obviously way better. But. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. So I've got well, the Nano. Since one of them's mini pedals. Uh-huh. So it's really like a half a pedal board. That's fair. So the other one that I have is a pedal train nano with a CS6 attached to the bottom. And what I do with that one is I just put a tuner and a bass preamp pedal on there. So like whenever we do play, my brother comes over, he plugs in just straight to the PA. He's good. Nice. He can slap that bass. Yeah. Slap slap it at a bass. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the, the power supply that I always liked the most was the true tone CS 12. Uh-huh. I had a Voodoo Lab. It was good. 
Sure. But the CS12 just gave me more options, and I really liked mm-hmm. that. To be honest, that was actually a upgrade from what I was using, which was the one spot in Daisy Chain. Oh, yeah. Those but are... the thing is, is that one spot in Daisy Chain, I didn't notice any problem. And then really? I went to the CS12, and the reason why I went to the CS12 was it just looked nicer and neater and mm-hmm. tighter, which you might yeah. be like, dude, you play a whiteboard. Like, why are you looking for nicer, <laughs> neater, and tighter? Well, because I like to have two rows or like two um, stacks to it. So mm-hmm. I actually just put another piece of whiteboard over the top of the CS12, and then I zip tied it to the pegboard or whiteboard underneath and then put Velcro over the top. So then it could all just stack, right? Wait, why are you shaking your head at me? Are we done? (laughs) But now where I'm at is I use sweet foot pedals mostly. And they're, they're pretty good. They're about the size of just a regular like MXR pedal or, Mm -hmm. you know, definitely not bigger than a boss pedal in size. And I use one for the quad cortex because quad cortex power supply, you know, you kind of, it's kind of bulky, but I also need one for my wireless and my volume wah. And in case I have a second pedal board that I add to it because I'm running stereo for something. Mm -hmm. So anyway, Mm -hmm. Point is, is that I need something for that, but I also need to be able to plug in other 9-volt. So I have that, and then I had one for when I was running the HX Effects and a HX Stomp. So I kind of needed both, but I needed the power for both to go into one, so I Mm -hmm. have one of those. And then I have another one for when I was using basically just the HX Effects, but I also had some other things going on. So I I actually have three of those. Okay. Well, you're doing, you're and doing I love pretty them. well, too, then. They do well. John Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> now, since we're on this kick, and I'm going to ask just one more little quick question. Do you have a specific okay. cable you like? Mm, no, I do not. I've done, okay. I've done everything from the D'Addario make-your-own-cables to lava. I'll tell you, I hate lava with a passion. I can't stand them. Yeah. The dude's a loser. He lies about stuff. He pretends like he's this patriot, you know, whatever. Don't like you, mm-hmm. whatever your name is. Owasso, <laughs> Oklahoma. Can't remember his name, but I do not like him. He's a jerk, and he's dishonest, and he he's exploits military for his own whatever, but enough of that. Okay. I do like disaster area cables. I like um, Free the Tone were nice. Um, then I went to Megami and then used square plugs and learned to solder and made my own plugs. Oh, yeah. Um, right yeah. angles. Uh, yeah, yeah, like pancake, okay. square plug looking, yeah. not pancake, but square yeah, plug. Yeah, those are cool. Yep, that's what I used. Um, so yeah, I mean, but I do try to use the same cap, uh, cable on the whole board, whatever I do. Mm-hmm. And also, like, you know what else I've gotten to like l- lately is the EBS, the flat patch cables. You get those, like, pre-made oh, yeah. at Guitar Center, like, three inch, six inch, whatever. They're, they're great, too. I don't notice yeah. any difference when I hear, I just don't. I don't notice a huge difference either, and yeah. actually... You know, I decided that I have so many cables that I need to start using them like I can throw them away. And Mm -hmm. I needed a certain space. And I ended up getting like the Donner cables off of Amazon. I was like, well, if these sound any worse, Mm -hmm. then I'll just return them. It's no big deal. And I plugged them in. I went, they sound great, actually. Yeah, they sound fun. 
I'm just going to keep using it. And every once in a while, I'll go, well, maybe they're kind of cheap and they'll corrode. And so every once in a while, I'll just switch out the cables. Yeah. See how it is. And I notice no real difference. So I was like, okay, I'm fine. After all, this is the thing that people need to understand when it comes to tone. Your tone is the marriage of all things. So when you heard Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones and Mm -hmm. you heard that 59 Les Paul plugged in to that FZ1 fuzz tone going into a showman amp and you heard that dun, 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 and you're like super excited about it mm-hmm. going man that thing sounded great i want you to understand that the FZ1 comes with its own cable like it's already hard attached into the pedal so he had to plug into what is probably one of the crappiest little cables into a circuit that was not true bypass yeah and then plug it into that amplifier. So he already had signal loss. I know there's signal loss yes. because I have the pedal. There's signal loss. <laughs> so yeah. that was the tone that you're chasing. Somehow he still made a, a song with it. It's amazing. It's amazing that it people really are gushing over the tone over. Yeah. Trying to recreate it with boutique everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. We're all stupid. That's, that's, that's the point of this podcast. We're all stupid. Yeah. Absolutely stupid. Okay. The end. Okay. Well, we should probably go ahead and move to the last thing that I want to talk about. And that okay. is are there any resources for somebody who goes, I have all these pedals and I want to put them together a certain way, but I don't want to buy mm-hmm. that board. I'm going to buy a board. I want to pedal train. I don't want to be like Dr. T and mm-hmm. get my stuff out of the dumpster. I want to buy a professional looking board. Right, and right. have it looking good. Is there any kind of like resources that help you to know how it all goes? Or is there a good way to be able to like plan it out and go, yep, that's the one I want to buy. Okay. What do you have? Well, first of all, you you know, whenever you were a kid and your dad would go up and put the ball on the tee for you and you just hit it and knock the crap out of it, knock it out of the park, playing tee ball. Yeah. I feel like that's what you just did for me. You just put the ball on the tee and I've got my bat and I'm ready to knock it out of the park because yeah. there is there is a website, probably one of my most frequently visited websites. It's called pedalplayground.com. Okay. And I would recommend going there with like a Chrome or a Mozilla browser of some sort because it doesn't work all the time with um, Safari or Internet Explorer or whatever you might be using. Yeah. But anyways, you go there, you can pick your pedal board. They've got almost every pedal board. And if not, you can create your own with the size. And then you can, and I like to do it on my iPad too, because you can just, you pick a pedal and then you just move it wherever you want. And you can move it and you can rotate it and you can try all these things. And so you're sitting there all the time just playing like pedal board designer. It's it's super cool. And Pedal Train has their own nice. pedal planner, whatever, but it's not as good because they just have pedal trains. and And sometimes some of their pedal sizes are off. But pedalplayground.com is phenomenal. Yeah. I think Instagram is a great place to look at stuff. I think all the show me your pedal board threads on the gear page are always good to look at, get inspiration. Should I post mine on there? I wish you would. I wish you would. <laughs> so I wish you would roasted. send it. Yeah, I want you to send it to that that account, Roast My Pedal Board or whatever. There's one on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> just send it to him and just be like, hey, roast his pedal board. And he put, he honestly would probably be like, eh, there's nothing bad I can say about it. It looks pretty good. Whiteboard. 
Yeah. It's not even the white side of the board. It's the back side that's brown. Right. The brown <laughs> that if you ever spill water on, it's just going to disintegrate. It's just going to turn into mushy, like cardboard. Yeah. And I'll just make a new one. Uh, <laughs> I know. And then it costs you another dollar to make a new yeah, one. A dollar fifty. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you, these honestly, two hands. <laughs> honestly, you probably got it figured out. Here we are spending like so much money on these stupid boards and you've got, you basically just go out to your garage and break a piece of whiteboard over your knee and then you got your <laughs> pedal board. <laughs> you stand on it and then pull up until it breaks. All right, that's my pedal board size. That's what we got. Actually, I just go from school to school and I look in their dumpster and I see what they have. So, that I mean, sense. it could be an overhead projector cart that I'm yeah. looking for. Yeah. I mean... I also am kind of picturing you just holding it and then Owen comes running at you and like kicks it. And then it's like, okay, there's our pedal board. There's one for you, one for me. It's got kind of like a jagged edge to the middle, but that's for my wall. Cool. Well, no, then it's like one of those, like, uh, those hearts, you know, on a chain where it's yeah, like, you yeah. know, you complete me and they just, yeah. they're a puzzle piece that goes together. Genius. So whenever Owen and I play together, we just put the two pedal boards together and go, so oh, smart. We're so matched. Best friends. His and hers for you and Kim. Yeah. All right. Well, it is time for us to go to final thoughts, thoughts. where we just kind of talk about some of these things that take home message, really. So what do, what do you have? Go ahead. Uh, my take home message is pedals and pedal boards, although a pretty expensive thing to get into, can be a not a huge investment because you can always get a return on whatever you like a pedal you can buy. Let's say you buy an expensive one. It's 200 bucks usually, you know, around there you can usually sell it back for 180. So, you know, maybe you lost 20 bucks on it, whatever. Sure. If you buy it used though, for 140, you can usually sell it back for 140, you know, around Mm -hmm. that. So I think it's a really kind of a low cost way to get some new inspiration and, and have fun for me personally. My obsession with pedal boards has been more, well, it's always been there, but it's been more recently since I've been married because what I can do is I can sit on the couch next to Kim and I can look at pedals and rearrange pedal boards and I'm doing guitar stuff while she's watching The Bachelor or Bachelorette or whatever. Yeah. It gives me guitar time when I'm not really having time to play. So mm-hmm. it's just it's just something that keeps my mind going. And, you know, I, I think that as long as you're enjoying it and it's not, you know, causing anything any detriment to your life or your relationships, then I think, you know, I think it's good. It's good to have a hobby. I'd rather do that than play golf or whatever. No, no offense to golfers. It's just not for me. Maybe pickleball. Well, my final thoughts is I think that we all have a starting point. You know, you get that one pedal, you don't need a pedal board. You get that Mm -hmm. second pedal. eh, Maybe you need a pedal board. You get that third, fourth, fifth. And now all of a sudden you start finding yourself going, man, I wish there was a way to better protect or a way to quickly set up or whatever it is. And I think that the skill of learning how to put the pedals together in an order that works for you and then to make that pedal board. Mm-hmm. I think that that's something that's a little liberating in itself. And then mm-hmm. to be able to go, all right, I'm going to buy something already professionally done and put this thing together and have something that I look at and I'm proud of. I think that's also liberating. So does everyone need a pedal board? Probably. Or three. At the same time, is there a wrong way to do it? I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think so. But (laughs) 
at the same time, it really does come down to what inspires you, what keeps mm-hmm. you playing, and what keeps you motivated. And online resources like Pedal Playground and and uh, fun, cool like little apps that you can do while you're sitting there going, yeah. well, I'm not doing anything on this long road trip while somebody else is driving. So I'm just going to yeah. go ahead and do this. There's lots of different things. And I think it's it's super cool to have a pedal board. It's super cool to make a pedal board. And I encourage people to have pedal boards. Yeah. And and also, don't forget to visit my website. It's www.onlyfans.com slash Jason's Pedal Boards. <laughs> no, we're not doing an OnlyFans. What's wrong with you? Okay. okay. Dot com. <laughs> slash net. All right. Well, thanks for being a part of it. Yeah, you too. It's it's good to see you. This is not the outro music we usually use. No, I'm fading you out now. I'm going to fade you out. Bye. Well, that concludes our time with the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session. If you like what you heard, leave five stars in review. Also, don't forget to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at The Tweed Couch. And remember, you are your greatest asset. Until next time.